Hello and welcome. It is Eric Erickson here. Delighted to have you with me, friends, family, haters. <laughs> the phone number, if you want to call in, 877-973-7425. Thanks, everyone, for the birthday wish. I got to tell you, the amount of anxiety I had when I woke up on my birthday and already had so many messages from people, and I feel obligated to respond to everybody. So thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. I mean, I, I all day long, I had a buddy of mine text me yesterday and said, hey, sorry, I forgot your birthday. Happy birthday. I texted back and said, thank you so much for forgetting because I was getting anxiety from the number of people texting me. And I feel obligated. I'm, I'm, one, of those, I'm, I'm one of those introverted people who, like, apologizes for bothering you. And oh, I feel obligated to reply to everybody and say thank you. It was kind of overwhelming, but thank you all. Now, years ago, there was a guy, uh, this was before the, the Obergefell decision in the Supreme Court, as gay marriage was being uh, considered democratically across the country. And there was a guy at Red State, a young guy, and he put up a post or he put up a comment to, to a piece I had written. And he said, I don't care about gay marriage. I do not care about it. It does not affect me. It will not affect me. It will never affect me or my family. I don't care about it. And I replied to him, and it kind of went, the, my reply went viral, and it coined a phrase, and I wrote a book with the title, You Will Be Made to Care. By the way, just as an aside, I don't know if y'all can hear this or not, but I'm in studio and this chair is the squeak. If you hear like, it's not my stomach growling. It's the squeakiest chair on the planet that I am sitting in. And there are one, two, three other chairs in here, and they're all just as bad. So uh, I need some WD-40. I'll have to bring it next time. But nonetheless, if you hear that, it's not my stomach growling. It's the chair. Now, you will be made to care. And I told that guy, you will be made to care, and you'll have to care one way or the other. You won't be able to to stay on the sidelines. Uh, the world will force you to take a stand. And if you choose poorly, the world will come after you. You'll have to decide. It's like a, when I was in seminary and I got to get back to seminary, I miss it. But, uh, you know, there's a the big battle among uh, Christians. Are you uh, post-millennial to uh, pre-millennial or amillennial? Now, full disclosure, I'm an amillennial with premillennial tendencies. You don't have to know what any of that stuff means. What you have to know is that that my, my seminary professor, the great Derek Thomas, world-famous theologian, in his great Welsh accent, says, you have to pick. You can't stand on the sidelines and say, I don't know. You have to choose and defend your belief. Are you amillennial, premillennial, postmillennial? Do you? If you know the post millennials, you know. But you got to you got to you got to make up your mind. What do, you, what do you say? Don't say, well, I don't really care. You're, you don't have a vested interest in it. It's, it's your theology. You have to have a vested interest in which side you're in. And, and I am a millennial uh, with with premillennial. I, I, I think to the extent I care about it, I care that it, it, it stop. Stop trying to figure out where you are on the timeline. Know the end of the world is going to come eventually. Um. But we're not in the post-millennial period, people. Um, in any event, I digress. You will be made to care. You, you gotta, you gotta, you're going to be forced to pick a side. And my point to that guy and, and, and then the book that came out afterwards, uh, for all the people who said gay marriage will not affect you, 
Actually, there's a baker in Colorado who it has affected greatly because he's a Christian baker who doesn't want to bake a cake for a gay wedding. And, and for years now, he has been harassed. Then they've tried to put him out of business. In Louisville, Kentucky, gay rights activists tried to put a uh, T-shirt owner out of business because he didn't want to print T-shirts for a gay pride parade in Louisville, Kentucky. A photographer, Elaine's photography in, in Santa Fe, New Mexico, got put out of business because she did not want to use her photography skills to photograph a gay wedding. And out in Oregon, uh, Baronelle Stutzman lost her retirement, her pension, and her flower shop because she didn't want to provide flowers to a gay wedding. And the gay couple, who had been longtime customers of hers and friends, are not the ones who complained. One of them vented on Facebook, and the state attorney general saw it and prosecuted Baronel Stutzman for discrimination and shut her down. And the Supreme Court refused to take her case. She's out of business. She has a, um, a purebred dog and for a while thought she was going to have to sell the dog to pay part of the judgment. They took everything from her. She was made to care. And she held to her convictions. Now, what's so interesting here is that I have a number of gay friends. In fact, in my professional life, just about every boss I've had has been gay. And I get along fantastically with them. Some of my best friends. Uh, the guy who for years, Brian, who, who for years helped me plan my Red State conference when I was doing that, gay. Love the guy. He's fantastic. Uh, my, my boss here at WSB who, who just uh, left, uh, moved back to Texas, uh, Drew. Gay. Love the guy. I mean, my gosh, I adore the guy. We get along great. When I first started out as a lawyer, uh, my boss was married, had kids, decided he was gay. We got along great before and after. He's just a, a wonderful human being, a dear, kind soul. Uh, and not a single one of them cared that I am a Christian who believes marriage is between a man and a woman. Not a single one of them did. Not a single one of them cared or not that I won't attend a pride parade. Not, not a single one of them cared. But the activist class is invested in caring and invested in rooting out and shaming those who refuse to care the way they want them to care. There is scandal today. The Tampa Bay Rays, five of them have refused to wear the Gay Pride logo on their uniforms. Jason Adam, Jaleen Beeks, Brooks Raley, Jeffrey Springs, and Ryan Thompson. And they refuse to wear them because they're all professing Christians. Jason Adam was designated the spokesman. He says, this is his quote, it's a hard decision because ultimately we all said what we want is them to know that we all are welcome and we love them. But when we put it on our bodies, I think a lot of guys decided it's just a lifestyle that maybe not that they look down on anybody or think differently. It's just that maybe we don't want to encourage it if we believe in Jesus, who's encouraged us to live a lifestyle that would abstain from that behavior, just like Jesus encourages me as a heterosexual male to abstain from sex outside the confines of marriage. It's no different. 
and they're being assailed. They're being assailed by media outlets like TMZ, CNN, the New York Times. Why is it a story? Think about that. Why is it a story? Five players on the team said uh, they don't want to participate in the Pride event. Had a listener to the program a couple of years ago who worked for Citibank say he was lectured by his boss for not showing up at a Pride event. He's a Christian. I thought we're supposed to be open and tolerant of everyone. I, I thought we, everyone was supposed to get along. We're allowed to or we should be allowed to disagree on this issue. But no, you will be made to care. And again, I, what I find the most fascinating thing about all of this is it's the media and uh, aggressive advocacy groups that care. I don't know a, a gay person who cares that I won't wrap myself in the rainbow flag. I, I do not know. And I've got, I got a number of gay friends. I mean, for God's sakes, I live in Atlanta. And not a single one of them cares. We go out. We have fun. Uh, we, we enjoy each other's company and nobody cares, but the media cares. It's like, for example, um, Ian Althorn, who was at the, the daily wire and, and now has his own Substack site. He highlighted all of the corporations in America that have changed on, on June 1st. Uh, they got rid of all their pro Ukraine stuff and are now full blown, uh, with the rainbow logos in social media. And they're not doing it in their Middle Eastern sites. The American embassy at the Vatican hoisted the rainbow flag for Pride Month. The American embassy, Saudi Arabia, not so much. I thought it was universal value. Why aren't you doing it there? It's virtue signaling. It's it's symbolism. It is a, a secular religious progression. And as the secular religion rises, they wish to bully the rest of us into going along with it, including these members of the Tampa Bay Rays who are being attacked by the media for saying, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm a Christian. I, I've got to opt out of this. You will be made to care. NASCAR has taken the occasion uh, to apologize to the LGBTQ community. For its recent actions, apparently, Greg Abbott, the governor of Texas, got to wave the green flag at a NASCAR event in Texas. And NASCAR is apologizing after members of the gay rights community complained. They tweeted out, as we celebrate the LGBTQ plus community, we acknowledge that recent actions have not aligned with NASCAR's mission to be a welcome sport for all. Um, the only thing they did is have Greg Abbott wave the green flag. That's it. That's it. Um, that's all that happened. And they've got to apologize. NASCAR. NASCAR. Why is NASCAR bending the knee to the alphabet gang? Why is NASCAR, why does it feel obligated to bend the knee to the, the alphabet gang? 
And also, why are we suddenly, it used to be just the LGB community, then it's the LGBT community, then it's the LGBTQ community, then it's the LGBTQ+. It's actually the LGBTQTPIIAP, something like that. Uh, they just keep adding letters. I was watching that Ricky Gervais special. <laughs> All right, so Netflix. As, as uh, Ricky Gervais said, Netflix, despite being a pretty progressive company, has doubled down on allowing comedians to be offensive. And oh my gosh, I watched that uh, the other night while I was on vacation. And I, I, I won't give away the game. Let's just say that uh, there are people ready to burn down Netflix for that special. But he points out how a lot of the letters, they just keep adding letters and a lot of them are just the trendy thing of the day. And it just, it, it was, it was it was very crude language alert there, but there there were some very funny parts to it. But it, it's just the, the the letters of the Alphabet Gang just keep expanding. And no member of the Alphabet Gang that I know really cares whether you care or not. But it is fascinating how the entire media during Pride Month – and by the way, you know, you got like multiple Pride Months there. You got the National – you got Pride Month and then like National Coming Out Days at a different time. And then uh, you got Black Pride Month, which is different from regular Pride Month and also different from Black History Month. There, there are a lot of events there. And you got to keep track of all of them or, of course, you're a bigot and a hater. But the media – and the cultural institutions of the country, they're the ones that care the most. Nobody else really does. And they, not members of the gay community, they are the ones who bully and harass. No member of the gay community is out trying to shame members of the Tampa Bay race for refusing to put on pride outfits. If anything, it, it, they're offended by the level of pandering from corporate America. But the media, they shame the media, they bully. The media, they harass. The cultural institutions of America, they're the ones who go after people. And, and the activist community, they're the ones putting the butcher, the baker, and the candlestick maker out of business for refusing to go along with it. They used to say it doesn't affect you. Uh, it won't affect you. And then they started putting people out of business, and it really did affect people. They're like, well, I mean, things change. Now the Biden administration, you've all heard this, the Biden administration wants to get rid of the tax-exempt status of educational institutions that refuse to go along with their alphabet gang agenda. Christian nonprofits will be put out of business by the Biden administration. They said it was coming, and now they're going to try. It's the activists. And a lot of people foist hate on innocent bystanders of the gay community who, who do not care about this stuff. While the activists do and try to punish people, and it reflects poorly on the whole community of people who are wonderful human beings who simply don't care and just want to be left alone, and yet the media and the activists drive the hate. You will be made to care. There are a lot of options out there. If you're a self-starter and you want to invest on your own, it can be really confusing, and I'm delighted to tell you about SoFi because that's who I use, and now I've got them as an advertiser. If you're a SoFi user, uh, my gosh, you get all sorts of options, great research. You get the ability to invest in stocks, EFTs, crypto, plan out your retirement. Uh, more importantly, you got people you can call on. I mean, for example, 
Um, I can use SoFi to buy stocks and EFTs and do the deep dive research if I need to and get complimentary financial planners ready to help answer questions. Uh, you can too, whether you're stuck on where to start or need help deciding what to do next. You can even save for retirement with traditional Roth and SEP IRAs. They have so many options. If you're into crypto, you can also explore crypto. They've got 30 available coins, Bitcoin, Ethereum, Cardano, Solana, Dogecoin, and so much more. But more importantly, they've got the number one ranked automated investment tool, their robo-advisor. It takes the stress out of building and managing a diversified portfolio without having to pay a bunch of experts to do it. I really like SoFi. Y'all, I've tried, you name it, and I probably tried it. And I settled on SoFi and think you will like it as well. Cut through the jargon, make investing easier with SoFi. Visit SoFi.com slash Eric to learn how you can win up to $1,000 in stock when you open an account. That's SOFI.com slash Eric. Brokerage and active investing products offered through SoFi Securities, LLC. Member FINRA. Hello there. It is Eric Erickson here. Did you know if you text the word show to the number 33777, you can get the podcast links, Google, Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, you name it. You can get the link to the live stream where apparently a ton of people listen. And you can also get the link to my daily email, which if you subscribe to, you get the show notes email, all the links to all the stories I'm talking about today. And you know what? Confession. Usually I do the stack of stuff and then Philip puts it into the show notes email for me. Well, he decided to take a vacation now that I've come back. He needed a break from me apparently. And so I'm actually having to do the show notes email myself, which is fine. I used to do that sort of stuff for a living, so I'm back at it. But if I screw it up, blame him because he's the one who took vacation. But you can get it. You can subscribe to it. It is like show prep for your mind every day. Text the word show to 33777. Subscribe to the show notes email. Y'all, you know, this administration, uh, Gina Raimondo, the Commerce Secretary, thinks they're doing a brilliant job on the baby formula issue. Uh, I first learned about it, you know, uh, a couple of months ago. So this is uh, this is, so a, this is a difficult issue, but uh, yes, probably April. I'm not involved in the administration's response here, I should say, but I think they're doing a very good job. As soon as they learned that this could be a severe shortage, they got on top of it. But fundamentally, Jake, this is about safety. Again, I'm I'm a mom. I've you know had little babies. I, my heart goes out to moms and dads trying to get formula who can't have it. But at the end of the day, the worst outcome would be if the FDA hadn't shut it down and and kids got sick. So, as you said, plant opened up again yesterday. President's taking extraordinary measures to have baby formula flown in, and uh, they will stick with this and, until. Um, you know, until it's back to normal. My gosh, she's going out of her way to distance herself from all of this. You know what uh, they do have time for, though? They can't deal with inflation. They can't deal with high gas prices. You know what this administration has time for? The word milk in almond milk. That's right. The Food and Drug Administration is now considering forcing companies that produce almond milk to give up the word milk because it's not really milk. 
the National Federation of Milk Producers asked the FDA to do this, to call it, say, almond beverage or some such, because they don't want people confused thinking it's actual dairy milk. My gosh. I mean, first of all, I do think that God wants to smite humanity, having given us a variety of animals that produce milk. Uh, We decided to, like, come up with milk from, like, tree nuts, among other things. Uh, Y'all, I'm trying not to use that. I'm just, I don't, I know, nope, 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 don't want to say it. But nonetheless, God's looking down on us like, seriously, people, I gave you the cow and you're trying to get milk from an almond? Welcome, it's Eric Erickson. The phone number, 877-973-7425. How's about we go to the phones? Let's start with Kelly. Welcome to the show, Kelly. How are you? Hi, Kelly. Oh, I mean, hi, Eric. I'm so sorry. <laughs> That's all right. I'm so sorry. Listen, I listen to you all the time, and, you know, I have a little bit of different viewpoint sometimes um, just because of my experience in my life. I... But I do agree with you on 99% of the issues. However, I do own a business, and I do have a lot of uh, conservative gay and conservative liberal friends. Um, okay, and so hang on, of, hang on, hang on. I got to ask, what what yes, is a conservative yes. liberal? I know. I feel like that I'm calling myself a conservative. <laughs> However, I do, I, I do believe in gay marriage. Uh-huh. I mean, I just do. And I haven't read your book, but I'm going to buy it now because you mentioned it, you know, uh, on the air. And I am going to read it. However, um, you know, you were mentioning that eventually we will care. Yeah, you'll have to you'll you'll have to pick a side at some point. And I agree. I, I don't really 100 percent agree with that because I am a business owner. Um, I do have a lot of conservative gay friends that don't believe in the marches and all the BS yeah, that's going on both. with the radical with the radical left. You know what I'm saying? They don't mm-hmm. believe in it either. Um, I have a gay black employee that works for me um, that uh, every day he doesn't believe in that. He was raised with a, uh, a mother and a father that accepted him from day one. And um, he doesn't believe in any of that either. However, as a business owner and being raised with a gay uncle that married multiple times because he was a Christian that never lived the life that he really wanted to live, um, kind of put things in perspective for me, if you, if you can understand that. And as a business owner, um, I would never ever tell somebody that I'm refusing their service because they are gay, because they are atheist, because they are whatever it is they want to be in their life, I would just simply say, we're booked. We don't have time. Mm-hmm. Well, okay. So, so I'm, I'm well, wondering why these people are saying, oh, we're going to refuse your service because you're gay. Well, okay, so let, let me give you the, the, the Jack Phillips scenario. Uh, this is a man right. who, by the way, he won't make cakes for Halloween because he considers it a pagan holiday. Uh, right. He will not make cakes if he finds out it's your second marriage. He'll give you the cake, but he won't decorate it for you. 
uh, because he believes that uh, once married, you're married. Otherwise, you're committing adultery. He takes that part of Scripture literally. Uh, so a, a gay couple intentionally targeted him knowing all of this and went in and said, oh, gotcha, you've got to, gotcha. yeah. well, you know, at this point I would have just said, you know what? We're booked. We well, don't okay. Time. So here, here's the thing. Uh, so Jack Phillips is known for his cakes. He's, he's famous all over Colorado. So he told the couple, I'll give you the cake, but I don't want to put the same sex wedding topper on it for you. I'll let you put that on yourself. And they, that's why they sued him, because he wouldn't put the topper on the cake. Oh, he was willing gotcha, to give him the cake. Gotcha, gotcha. So now here's the other thing. There, yeah. there's, there's a side well, story here, though. if he's not going to do Halloween and if he's not going to yeah. do other right. um, non-religious I mean, holidays, then why would he even have accepted that? You know, exactly. I mean, I wouldn't so, I'm against, I'm against uh, radical. Yeah, radical well, yeah and, and that's the problem you know? here, Kelly, is that he was willing to meet him halfway. As, as he does, even someone who's who's divorced and remarried, he's willing to, to, to provide the cake. He just doesn't want to do his his artistic decorations that he's known for, uh, and and so what happened is his case went to the Supreme Court, got to the Supreme Court. He won the case only because the Supreme Court found that the Colorado Civil Rights Commission compared him to the Nazis for not providing a cake. That uh, by even Elena Kagan said that if they're comparing him to a Nazi for not providing a wedding cake uh, or putting a wedding topper on a wedding cake, that clearly they had hostile intent going into this. The moment the case was won, a transgender activist came in and demanded he make a cake to celebrate their transitioning, and he refused, and they filed another lawsuit, and he's in court again. Uh, That's what's happening here. Uh, And again— I don't know. God's honest truth, y'all. I, I I got a number of gay friends. I don't know a single one who thinks that what's happening to Jack Phillips is good. And yet he's vilified in the media. Uh, CNN did a story on this, and he was the bad guy in the story. It's just it's it's fascinating to me to watch the media. And honestly, one of my concerns here is I, I do have a number of friends who are gay, and the amount of hostility the gay community gets for this sort of stuff when it's not like they endorse it. It's the activists who do, who give give the whole community a bad name. It, like, for example, so I, I got to play you this clip. Matt Walsh is doing the Lord's work here. Matt Walsh uh, from the Daily Wire is doing a, a, a project called What is a Woman? And he went to the University of Tennessee Now, the University of Tennessee has a motto, and the University of Tennessee motto is veritatum cognoscenti et veritas vos liberati. Know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. That's the motto of the University of Tennessee. Know the truth, and the truth shall set you free. And this is him interviewing a professor at the University of Tennessee. That well, I'm not even talking about social context. I'm just, I'm just trying to start by getting to the truth, you know. Yeah, I mean, I'm really uncomfortable with that language of like g- getting to the truth again in social why, why life. Is that, why is that uncomfortable? Because that it sounds actually deeply transphobic to me. Um, and, if you, and, and if you keep probing, we're going to stop the interview. I, if I probe I, about what the truth is, you keep invoking the word truth which is condescending and rude. I'm saying to you- How is the word truth condescending and rude? Why don't you tell me what your truth is and you're walking on 30 seconds more of the nights before I get up. Uh, All he wanted to know is 
What does this guy believe a woman actually is? What is true? Um, it just, just fascinating to me that he got triggered. This professor did by the use of the word truth. What is truth? It's a very Pontius Pilate, is it not? What is truth? Now, this is a, um, he's a professor, uh, the chair of the interdisciplinary program of women, gender, and sexuality at the University of Tennessee at Knoxville. His expertise is in intersectionality, sexualities, reproductive justice, racism, white supremacy, and gender. Oh, my goodness gracious. Patrick Grzanka. Scholarship being funded by the National Science Foundation of the Society for the Psychological Study of Social Issues. He's been an associate editor of the Journal of Counseling Psychology. A scholar activist, it says. Um, Maybe his existence at the University of Tennessee is is why God is smiting their football program. Uh, maybe it's not because Philip roots for UT. Maybe it's this guy being there. God's like, ah, there. We're not gonna let them have a good football team. <laughs> oh my gosh, what is truth? What 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 is your definition of truth? Uh, what is your truth? No, 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 no. The, the, there is a truth out there. There is a truth. Some days we we get close to it and don't quite get it. We try to get to the truth, but some people it, it's just moral relativism. Your truth, my truth, and the like, um, as opposed to what actually is true. You know what's fascinating about all of this, though, is remember how um, this stuff, uh, it, it really wasn't a big deal, and it wasn't really happening, and, and there, there were no groomers, there was no grooming. Um, the Washington Post, let me read you the tweet. In Florida... In several other states, educators are restricted in teaching about gender identity. But elsewhere, teachers are embracing the topic as the number of transgender and gender non-binary children rises. I thought it wasn't happening. Do you see how quickly they do this with critical theory as well? First, they say it's not happening. It's right-wing mythology. And then they very rapidly pivot from it's not happening, the right is lying, to it is happening and it's a good thing and you better embrace it, you filthy bigot. Students are being told dolls aren't just for girls, that there are no boy colors, there are no girl colors. Some lessons are direct. Who can describe what transgender means? In other classes, the discussion is more subtle. Remember, families can come in all shapes and sizes. Sometimes teachers simply shift their language to reflect gender diversity that may be in the room. Instead of good morning, boys and girls, the teacher might say good morning, scholars. In Florida and several other states, educators are restricted in teaching about gender identity. But elsewhere, teachers are embracing the topic. Resources and lesson plans for those who want to teach about gender identity are becoming much more common. Seven states now require that curriculum include LGBTQ topics. The National Sex Education Standards, developed by experts and advocacy groups, named gender identity as one of seven essential topics alongside puberty, consent, sexual orientation, and other subjects. And the federal government recommends that schools include gender identity in their sex education programs. They went real quick from this stuff doesn't happen to get with the program. 
It's amazing how that always predictably happens from it doesn't happen, you bigot, to get on board the program, you filthy bigot. They're grooming your children. What came first, after all? The rise of the gender non-binary child or the rise of the advocacy program? It's amazing in schools that specialize in autistic kids how if one person comes out as transgender, like the whole school decides they're transgender. It's, it's amazing. Kids are looking for acceptance. It's not a coincidence that the culturally trendy things are the things kids latch onto now, and it is culturally trendy to be non-binary. My gosh, I, I so I get the survey on occasion uh, from a uh, music company. They asked me to participate. I, I told them I'd participate for six months. They send me a survey about music, and every time the very first question is, are you male, female, or non-binary? Now, you would think, you would think, you would think that after the very first time of saying I'm male, they would stick with it because they always, they, they keep my name the same. They keep my address the same. They keep my age the same. They keep my geographical location the same every time the survey comes up, those pre-populate. But gender identity does not pre-populate. Every time I've got a reslide. yes, today I am still a man. Last I checked, don't think I need to unzip to see, I think I'm a man. I stood up to pee this morning. But every single time, they're like, oh, we got to ask, are you still a man this week? Oh, my gosh. What came first, the advocacy or the identity? I would submit to you it's the advocacy, and they're preying on kids. The world has gone insane. And for the last several years, they told us this was not happening. And now suddenly, very rapidly, they shifted to, yes, it's happening, and you better embrace it, you bigots. A lot of people aren't, which is why there's a backlash. From San Francisco to Monroe County, Georgia, the middle of the state, uh, to Arkansas, to Chicago, parents are purging their school boards of progressive advocates uh, and activists, and uh, parents are having a parental backlash in suburbs and exurbs and even in, in urban enclaves of this country, parents have had enough of the wokes and they're striking back and they're they're fueled by the rage of the economy and they're taking their rage out in every which way on the wokes, including this. Uh, don't think they're actually with us. One day our side is going to be thrown out by the very same people who are with us right now because it's all about the economy. But while it's about the economy, they're taking their rage out on all the other cultural stuff. They're being called culture warriors, and these parents are like, we just don't want our kids indoctrinated. Y'all are the ones indoctrinating. And uh, there will be hell to pay at the ballot box in November. There's hell to pay in your retirement portfolio, too, right now with the Biden economy. And my friends at GoldCo want to help you. Now is the time to protect your retirement savings. We're seeing 40-year high inflation. We got interest rate hikes. We got gas prices are through the roof, over $7 in some parts of the country now. If you have $50,000 or more in your IRA or 401k or any other retirement savings, your money could be at risk. And you don't have a lot of options. But you could protect your money with physical gold and silver, something I never thought I would say in talk radio. I'm the last guy in radio 
to find a partner in precious metals. But we're in the Carter economy now. And back then, just like now, precious metals may be able to help you. And I found Gold Co. and I'm so glad I did. And you should call them, 855-904-5933. You'll get a free wealth protection kit to learn how to use gold and silver to protect and grow your money. Thousands of retirees are protecting their retirement savings. Many are getting $10,000 or more in free silver for doing it. So call my friends at Gold Co. Find out how you qualify for their special offer. Gold Co. has helped thousands of Americans protect their retirement against inflation, stock market crashes. They might be able to help you. Just call them, see if they're a good fit. If you text ERIC, E-R-I-C-K, to 33777, I will send you Gold Co.'s toll-free number. Spend a few minutes with them, see if they're a fit. Text the word ERIC, E-R-I-C-K, to 33777. Tell them I sent you. Hello there, it is Eric Erickson, and I am going to go to the phones to Ann, who is listening. Ann, Charlie says you are safe to take in this segment, so I'll take your call. How are you? Hi, Eric. Um, I am an independent voter um, in Georgia and a former educator in um, Paulding County and middle school or teacher. I just wanted to ask you your feelings on kind of when you were talking about radicalization of thought and then um you said i felt like it was kind of an irrational sort of hyper emotional statement uh, that said when you had mentioned that the indoctrination is going on of all children um in regards to a sexual orientation um i felt like that was sort of buying into the radicalization on thought by by uh, by applying like a martyrdom of victimhood to your listening um, audience uh, when really, you know, empowering them by saying, get involved on, on local school boards, um, get involved in the PTA, yada, yada, yada. Then you have a little more of a say so on curriculum, A, but B, I know in Georgia, at least, as a uh, former educator, public school educator, we are not, unless there is some kind of like sex ed class going on, it is against our professional um, standards to to speak on any kind of sexual, anything sexual, um, at least in middle school. That would have been an infraction. And, and you know, we don't well, have tenure in Georgia. Yeah, and, and, you know, okay, so first of all, very good point that um, instead of instead of people considering themselves victims who can't do anything, uh, parents really should. I, I'm always stunned at the number of people, frankly, and who call the program uh, to complain. And when I ask them, have they talked to their school board member, they don't even know who their school board member is. Um, right. People need to be involved in the process uh, and and know their school board and show up at their school board meetings. But I will tell you this: uh, there there's an account libs of TikTok, uh, and and she's gotten in trouble. I gotta let you go there because got thirty seconds here. But she's highlighted teachers in Georgia. There was one in Savannah a while back, and then a couple in Gwinnett County who uh, were bragging about how they subtly indoctrinate the kids in their classroom. And then there was the PE teacher in Cobb County who showed his first grade class for Valentine's Day a movie put together to highlight same-sex attractiveness. It's happening in the classrooms, even in Georgia, whether we know about it or not. Some of them are very brazen in, in bragging about it, and it's become a problem for parents.